0: Welcome, everybody,
1: from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, escaping the entanglements of our lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host. I'm Dolphus Q. I'm the originator and creator of this podcast, Our lives, yours and mine, are easily influenced by things that are real and things that are imaginary. These things, these entanglements, I call them, in essence, control our behavior in every. Aspect of our lives. But I maintain escape is impossible. We can escape all the entanglements, maybe all of them, of our lives. Some entanglements are benign, and some entanglements are malignant. And they can lead to all type of mental stress, a lot of mess. But I maintain, escape is possible. It's simple as Buddha. Go sit under your yum yum tree. If you're following me, then you know this podcast is about my escaping one of the major entanglements of my life and having fun as I do it (laughs) amid disgrace and frustration. But that's life. That is essentially what our lives is about, and it is up to you and I to do what's best for us. I'm not here to to judge. I'm just here to read and write my book and live happily ever after every day. (laughs) But now... Like the walrus said. Yes my friends. All around the world. The time has come. For the reading. Of the word. Chapter 11. Episode 11. All aboard. A flat car. On a starry night. The freight. Train chugged to a crawl as it entered a valley of freight trains that rolled on a web of railroad tracks that crossed and crisscrossed other tracks in all directions. My eyes were wide open. I could not see a phantom how the vast network of freight trains were navigated to and from the yard. I felt trapped. Son Bolo became very excited. He remembered this location. He pointed to a radio tower antenna. I know where we are right now, Sunbolo cried with glee and <clears throat> an air of certainty. There's a road down there that leads straight to this alley. But Tower Road is a long walk from here, the night rider insisted. We can stay on the train and let it pull through the yard. Yeah, but by then, insisted Sunbolo, <coughs> we could be at the sally with our feet under the table, getting something to eat. <coughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a long walk. Come on, man, Let's get off this train. The last comment was directed at me. I gathered up my gear and prepared to climb down from the gondola, which barely moved. I looked towards the night Rider. Well, if you are in such a hurry to eat, the night Rider said, I know a place much closer a church that feeds the homeless on sundays if we hurry we can get there before they start we climbed down from the gondola and followed the night rider who walked swiftly ahead sanbolo complained that perhaps we rushed in vain he asked the night rider the last time he recalled a visit to this church where they fed the homeless on Sundays <coughs> and suggested things may have changed since then. Well, the earth is in constant motion, so things change all the time, the Night Rider said. I could be wrong, but if I'm right, we'll get a seat at the table where we can all eat our share of free food for the homeless. I did not doubt the night Rider knew what he talked about. He led us from the main road to a dusty red clay road that led us to a poverty-stricken neighborhood in Houston where all the residents were black. Every home along the street looked in need of major repairs or, as it should be condemned as unsafe <coughs> and every place of business had two or more broken windows the night rider called this the most dangerous section of houston to be in once the sun went down <laughs> sun bolo run it and said he had seen places just as hardcore and that he was neither scared day nor night. The night rider led us to another section of Houston, far from the railroad tracks. It was a huge public park. The grounds looked as well kept as a rose garden on the grounds of Buckingham Palace. The night rider led us to another shortcut. Son Bolo complained again he led us on the rim of a concrete ditch, a deep ditch. I felt nervous as I glanced down. I asked the night rider the purpose of the ditch. It's for the floods that comes after hard rain falls, the night rider said. If it weren't for those ditches, this city would flood. Every time a hard rain fell, I saw the skyline of downtown Houston of, ahead of us. It seemed we headed straight towards it, until the night rider led us down <clears throat> from the rim to a footpath that winded its way past a softball field where most of the players and the spectators looked like they were from Mexico. When we had walked far beyond Wrightfield, field, I saw the building that housed the church. It was not glorified in the manner of most churches I had seen. It was built of brick and appeared to be a recreational center of some sort. <clears throat> At the front of the building were herds of people who waited some in line, and some lounged on the grounds under the trees. See, we made good time, the night riders smiled. They ain't even started yet. We ate like guests at a Thanksgiving feast. The folks who served the food were friendly and steadily encouraged everyone to eat more and to take some with them for later. When we left the feast, my spirits were bright, and I felt full to the max. The night Rider kidded Son Bolo about his complaints and doubts on the way there. Okay, I admit I was wrong, and you are going to be wrong about those food stamps too, the Knight Rider said. We will see who is wrong tomorrow, the sun bolo said in a bitter tone. I I commented about um, the amount of food that had been served at the center and asked the Night Rider if that happened every Sunday. Yeah, if it doesn't rain, but that's nothing. Wait until the 4th. Man, there'll be so much food in that park you'd think they were trying to feed everyone in Houston. Then the night Rider turned to Son You do plan to hang around in Houston until the 4th, don't you? I don't know right now, <coughs> answered the night Rider <coughs> in the same bitter tone. <coughs> Suddenly, a shadow covered my bright spirits. I wanted to spend the 4th in Houston. I wanted to enjoy the company of a celebrating crowd. I wanted to watch some fireworks in the evening sky. But regardless of what I wanted, if Sun Bolo said no, then I would perhaps spend the 4th on the freight train headed west to Los Angeles. I didn't attempt to mix a single word into the conversation as we walked down a lonely stretch of track in the direction of the sally. (laughs) Son Bolo soon became familiar with our surroundings and regained his sense of direction. He began to point out landmarks and speeded up the pace. Finally, he stopped and pointed to the red and white sign of the Salvation Army, straight ahead. The night rider stopped short and shook his head. He told us he had been barred from those facilities. The last time he was in Houston, he had come into the building drunk and had cussed out the desk clerk. (laughs) He would camp out and meet us in the morning. While we stood and talked, a stranger walked up and greeted the night rider. The two started a friendly conversation. Sunbolo waved and told the night rider that we would meet in the morning. Then he and I walked into the building that housed the sally. And up to the admission counter, we signed our names on the roster and listened while a desk clerk explained the rules. The process wa- for admission went well <clears throat> until I was asked for a piece of ID. San Bolo argued my ID had been stolen, that we were en route by a freight train to California, and only wanted a bed for the night. The desk clerk was not persuaded. He touted the rules of the sally. I told Son Bolo that I would camp outside somewhere close by and hook up with him in the morning. He thought perhaps the night rider was still outside and that he and I could camp out together. I spotted the night Rider still outside on the sidewalk. He was as engaged as a politician in a campaign to get votes. He halfway listened as I explained what had happened and what Sun Bolo suggested <clears throat> that we camp out together. He nodded his head and said, Those deaths... Clerks are nothing but dicks and jerks. Don't worry about it. Just hang tough. Then he returned his attention to his campaign on the sidewalk. He solicited aid from any adult who, by happenstance, walked past him on the sidewalk. He sought contributions. Excuse me, I'm hungry. I'm dead busted. And I would like to know are you able to help a poor man out with a few dollars? I'm hungry. I'm only trying to get something to eat. As I stood, waited and watched the night Rider busy at his campaign, I saw a man suddenly blindside him from behind. A man who knew him quite well. Hey night rider, the man shouted with glee. What when you got back in town? And I just got in town this morning, but you know me, Jack. Always trying to hustle up on a little something. How long you gonna hang around Houston? Oh I'll hang around until after the fourth. Then I'm headed out to the promised land. The man smiled and said he sure wished he could go to the promised land. They reminisced a few moments and then the man walked on his way. The night rider returned to his campaign. As it grew dark, he had not collected enough to purchase a bottle of wine. He turned to me and said he was ready to ease on down the track. He scrapped on his knapsack and started to walk away. It seemed we were headed beyond the limits of the city. I asked where we were headed. He said, to the yard. He explained that on the yard, we were bound to find some boxcars. He felt safer when he slept aboard a boxcar than anywhere else, especially inside or outside the salad, He never camped out in the vicinity of the salad. You must be careful around hobos, tramps, and thieves, he said. They will tell any lie they can think of for a dollar or a dime. And if they ever catch you with your pants down, They won't hesitate to F you like a jailhouse sissy. The path to the yard was not a straight line. It dipped up and down like a concentric wave with the sally at its center. We had walked well beyond any urban scenery when I looked ahead and saw the dark silhouettes of railroad cars. I pointed ahead head with excitement. I asked the night Rider, was that the yard? Yep, it's a piece of the same yard we left this morning. Like I told you, things are big in Texas. I was flabbergasted for a moment. My mouth dropped open like the bottom had fallen out. You mean we could have remained on the train and then got off here? We didn't have to do as much walking as we did. Yep, answered the night Rider. But your partner wanted to get off back there. Hell, I know these trains as well as any hobo who ever rode a fro- freight train. I have been to the promised land plenty of times. I don't need anyone to tell me how to get there. Wait a minute, I asked as the night Rider started towards the silhouettes. Just where or what is this promised land I keep hearing about? The night Rider grinned. Well, hell, I thought that's where you and your partner was headed. Los Angeles? That's the promised land? He grinned again. That's what they call the entire state of California. I gazed up at the heavens and repeated the words, the promised land. I like the sound of the words and the image it generated in my mind. Freedom. I told the Knight Rider that I felt sure once I got to Los Angeles, I could easily get back on my feet. Sure you can, said the Knight Rider. Any dream can easily come true in the promised land, we moved like midnight prowlers in the dark as the night Rider sought out a boxcar in which to sleep. There were plenty of them, but all the doors were locked and all the other cars were loaded. Damn, exclaimed the night Rider. I should have known, only the gondolas are empty and they are at the end of the train. Wow, that's a long way back, I said, with my eyes unable to see that far. You got that right, said the Night Rider. Let's see what else we can find. The Knight Rider found a series of flat cars. Most of them hauled two, fifty 50-feet trailers parked back to back, but a few of the flat cars were empty. The Knight Rider chose one. It was easier to climb aboard the flat car. The night Rider made his bed on the flat car's floor and scratched out on his side like he was ready to fall asleep. I stared up at a starry sky. I saw stars everywhere. Suddenly, I was moved to pose a philosophical question to the Knight Rider. Hey, Knight Rider, I know you have been to California, but have you ever been to Los Angeles? Yep, plenty of times. His voice sounded reflective as it drifted to silence. I lifted my head from my knapsack that I used as my pillow. I looked away from the starry skies. I asked him how long he thought it would take me to get back on my feet once I got to Los Angeles. I heard no reply from him. I thought he couldn't have drifted off to sleep that fast. I called out again, and asked, had he heard me? Yep, I heard you, he said slowly, but I was thinking of something to tell you that would serve you the best. You know, plenty of people go to Los Angeles with stars in their eyes, and end up with their dreams all busted and deferred. First, remember, When you get there, you will have zero and nothing to lose. It may take longer than overnight to change your zero into something positive. But with elbow grease, a little dab of luck, and pure determination, you can succeed. Second, remember this. In Los Angeles, straight from the start, you got two good shots at success. That GR check and those food stamps. Use those too wisely. You can rise like cream. Act like a fool. You can end up on Skid row. I started to speak, but he cut me off. And don't ask me how I know. Now let's get some sleep. And thus, we have reached the end of our episode for this time. We invite people all around the world to join us next time for escaping the entanglements of our lives. Until then, so long, everybody.